0: Today on Episode 311 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, chances are you've had some type of experience with a verification code being sent to your phone when you have to prove your identity. Well, now there's a scam that's becoming pretty popular that involves these codes, and a lot of people are falling for it. So today we'll talk about how it works and how you can avoid getting caught in it. another episode of The Computer Tutor. Tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Hey, good morning, and welcome back to The Computer Tutor podcast. I am your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson. And on this podcast, I like to show you how to do cool things on your computer. And when there's a scam that's snagging a lot of computer users and you know about it so you can avoid it, I think that's pretty cool. And here's my announcement, since we're heading full steam into 2019. If your computer is running Windows 7, it's time to upgrade to Windows 10. Windows 7 has a limited lifetime still remaining before it won't be safe to use, and I can upgrade your computer to Windows 10 remotely so you don't have to bring it anywhere. Just give me a call with any questions, 727-254-9078, or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And today's tip can be seen at my website at computertutorflorida.com forward slash 311. So let's get started. If you do anything online, there's a pretty good chance you've dealt with verification codes in one way or another. Here's how they're typically used. Let's say you go online to create a new account somewhere, such as Craigslist. And really, that's pretty straightforward and easy, but part of the account creation process is for you to give Craigslist your phone number. So you enter your phone number on the form on their website, but they're not just going to take your word for it that that's your phone number. They need to verify it first. So that's where this verification code comes in. Craigslist is going to send you a text message with a code, usually it's six digits, And then you have to enter that code on their website to prove that you own that number. Now, really, from a practical standpoint, it's not actual proof that you own that number. It only shows Craigslist that you have access to that phone. But in most cases, that's good enough because most people only have access to their own phone. But here come the scammers. And they found a little loophole in this process. Well, not really a loophole exactly, but a way that they can kind of do an end run around it and set themselves up to do some scamming and spamming. So here's how this scam works. Basically, there are two parts of the process, and they have to kind of mesh together. The first part is that the scammer goes to Craigslist and starts to create a new account. Of course, this account is only going to be used to scam people on Craigslist. Chances are the scammer can't use his own phone number to create that account because that number was probably already banned from Craigslist a long time ago. So he wants to use your phone number for this new account. But of course, he can't just walk up to you and say, hey, do you mind if I use your phone for a minute so I can create this account? And by the way, if anyone does walk up to you and say that, your answer should always be no, of course. But that's where the second part of the scheme comes into play the scammer finds that you have something for sale on Craigslist or any of the online classified ad sites. And he sends you a message that says, hey, I want to buy your car or whatever it is you're selling. So you say, okay, you want to come over? You want to meet somewhere? And then he comes back and says, yeah, I can meet you somewhere, but I'd like to verify you first because there's so many scammers online. I just sent a code to your phone. And when you get that, Send me the code so I know you're for real. And what do you know? In a few seconds, a verification code shows up on your phone. What he's hoping you don't notice is that that code was actually sent from Craigslist, not from him. All he did was go back to his Craigslist application, and where it asked for a phone number, he put in your number, which, of course, Craigslist has to verify, and that's why you got that verification code on your phone. When you text him back the code, he immediately enters it into the Craigslist site, and boom, he gets a new Craigslist account, and it's your phone number that's associated with it, not his. Now, eventually, his scammy and spammy activity will get that account shut down, but then he'll just do the same thing with someone else and get another account. But if you try to open a Craigslist account, you won't be able to because your phone number has been banned. And that's just the best-case scenario. Worst case is the scammer actually gets involved with some major criminal activity, and you might end up having to explain to law enforcement why your phone number is on this account that was being used to break all kinds of laws. Don't put yourself in that position. And of course, we've only used the example of Craigslist today. The same verification code scam can be used to create other online accounts such as Gmail, Google Voice or really any other website account that's used as a tool to scam unsuspecting users. So the bottom line is, if a stranger wants to send you a verification code and have you read it to them, don't do it. Now here's a crazy story for you. This guy named Chris went to Switzerland with his wife, and one of the things they wanted to try was hang gliding. Each of them had their own hang glider and their own professional pilot. So Chris got his harness on and he and his pilot started running down the hill. And in a few seconds, they were way up in the air. That's when Chris found out he was not attached to the hang glider at all. He was literally hanging by his hands. You can get the whole story straight from Chris, as well as a video of him and the pilot on that flight by listening to the current episode of my other podcast called What Was That Like?, It's at whatwasthatlike.com forward slash 14. And if you want to know how you can support this show, here's your answer. Just shop on Amazon using my affiliate link. And that's computertutorflorida.com forward slash shop. You pay the same price, you get all the stuff you need, and when you go through that link, Amazon sends me a little referral fee and that helps me cover the cost of doing this podcast. And if you want to get in touch with me, I always love to hear from you. You can email me at pctutor at gmail.com or you can call my podcast voicemail line 727-386-9468 and you can leave a recorded message there anytime, day or night. And that'll do it for this episode, but I'll be back here before you know it with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks again for listening and have a great week. God bless. I hired a fat guy to be my exercise partner, but he just didn't work out.